But here's the thing is even if you're acting out of like a toxic behavior, it doesn't mean you have to stay there. Yeah. And you know, like you can just like literally have a moment where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have my come to Jesus moment. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, you know, say, I'm sorry for this. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself. Stop judging yourself on it. And then Mm -hmm. just like, you know, people say do better. Hey, babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. This is a first. I have somebody that I have brought back on for a, like, what is this called? An encore? Yes, sequel. An encore episode. You guys loved her so much the first time around that we decided to bring her back. Andrea Crisp, welcome back to the show. Tell my audience in case they don't know and they've been living under a rock who you are and what you do. Well, I'm an empowerment coach and I love to help entrepreneurs, creatives, and coaches really show up in their power so that they can make a massive impact in the world and also like just have like the best life ever. Amazing. Amazing. So if you guys didn't catch our first episode, it was episode like three or four. It was actually one of our top three most downloaded episodes. So go back, listen to that one, and then uh, binge this one for sure. But the reason why I actually wanted to have you back today is because you and I have been having a lot of private conversations about selling, integrity, the coaching space, all of these things. And we were like, you know what, let's just riff on the podcast about this topic. So let's dive into some of the inner work that really goes into selling in integrity when it comes to the coaching space and really just in general in life integrity. You know, I love this because I don't think we talk about it enough about how we are impacting other people by being in the online space, by being coaches, mentors. And if we're not doing that, the inner work ourselves, then how do we expect for the people in our world to have a transformation? Mm-hmm. So if we're showing up in the energy that we're showing up in, and then there we're, we're wondering like, why is this client acting this way? Or why is this happening? It is a reflection of who we are, mm-hmm. is a reflection of the work we have done or have not done. Mm-hmm. And really, it's probably our own stories playing out from the past, like things that may have happened to me, to you, to each of us mm-hmm. before we even got to this space. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation because you guys know, I talk very openly about, you know, some toxicity in my community lately, things that have happened, some coaching clients, just lots of things. I've talked very openly about it on the podcast. And I love that we're actually diving into this because what's kind of happened recently really isn't about the clients at hand. 
it's Mm-mm. not really even about like the community at hand lately. It's really about dealing with past issues and that are resurfacing, right? So when yep. someone writes something about me in a piece of content, I'm not really that upset that somebody wrote a piece of content about me. It's actually bringing up things from my past that is like re-triggering that. And that's actually the issue that needs to be dealt with because I don't really, I'm not really that upset that someone wrote a piece of content about me. Right. It's the deeper issue at hand. Yes. And that's the whole thing, right? Like, so whoever is writing something about you or is like, you know, sharing their grievance with the world about something, that's their own story. And then it triggers your story. And so it's about like, okay, can we just take a step back and go, are we actually doing the inner work? Or are we so focused on building a business that it's all about what's happening in the business? And it's not until you reach a certain level of success, I think, Mm -hmm. that really you take that time to go, oh, this is not actually working. Mm -hmm. And what's happening within my business, what's happening within my team, what's happening within my community is not really functioning or, you know, like I'd want it to. And I know for myself, like I was in full-time pastor ministry for two decades. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I had some of the most toxic leaders at that time. And I was a toxic leader. Like, just I can't imagine you being toxic in anything because you're like, I feel like an angel from the heavens. But you know what? Here's the thing, like, Jillian, like, I thought I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people think. A hundred percent. I just had this, like, I said this conversation with Shana Rucker. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that they're doing something wrong. No, they actually think because yes. they've heard from somebody else yes. that they should do it this way, or this is the way it's done, or this is how you should act. And then all of a sudden we take that as the gospel truth. We do no like centering or grounding into who we, we actually are. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, basically just perpetuate the same behaviors, the same mindsets over and over. And it's not until you get really still quiet and go, okay, is this who I actually am? Mm -hmm. Is this who I want to be? Is this who I want to attract? Mm -hmm. And, and then really get honest because I had to actually, for myself, I had to go into those old things and go, man, I probably really pissed a lot of people off. I probably hurt a lot of people in my past. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are people who in my journey have been like, I would never work with her. Mm -hmm. And I apologize for that now because I think I really didn't mean to hurt you, but I know I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I definitely love that. And even just recently, you know, I had to really kind of even look, it's like, was I feeding more of the problem and then taking away from like really my zone of genius and mm. what I'm really good at. And it was actually just a couple of days ago. I mean, I'll, you guys, I'm very transparent on this podcast. I share everything with you. And there was something that happened to me and I was very triggered by it. And I very quickly put a post out that was like, this is why your business is not growing. This is why you're not getting the results. And instead of me staying in my power and being like, let me teach you sales. Let me teach you lead generation. Let me teach you networking. Let me teach you how to build community. I quickly was like, let me tell you everything that you're doing wrong. And what it did is it actually shifted onto them versus like, what is Jillian's zone of genius? And I started to really see that like these triggers that were happening online Mm-hmm. I was actually feeding that versus like, what is Jillian's actual zone of genius? And I started to like, look at my content the last two weeks. And I'm like, 
when is the last time you actually talked about your zone of genius? Selling, selling in the DMs, launching all of these things, but you're feeding all of these other things that are like distracting you from what is actually like your zone of genius. So I love that we're actually like having this conversation and I really had to kind of sit in gratitude and I had to like sit with like, what did these things kind of teach me? I had to say goodbye to a couple of things, a couple of communities, a, co- a couple of those things. And I think it's, I think it's really powerful when we can kind of sit in, in some of those things. And that's a temptation, right? Like I've, I've been there. I think we've all been there where For something's sure. triggered us and then it's like throwing gasoline on the fire. Right. Yeah. And it just erupts. And then we're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was like the wrong thing to do. And then we're backpedaling. Mm-hmm. And then the more we backpedal, then we do, we make more mistakes. And then we're out of integrity in more areas. And then it starts to affect a relationship with somebody in your real life. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Maybe I should have just like taken a beat and gone, uh, I probably don't need to actually be so fired up about this right now. Mm-hmm. Take a breath and go, what am I actually good at? Yep. Like you said, and you know, like for me, when I got out of ministry, I was burnt out. Like I was full on burnt out and I've done the actual work. Like mm-hmm. I have been with the therapists that are trauma certified in these specific areas. Mm-hmm. So not just like some regular Joe, yeah. but you write somebody, right, yeah, yeah. like somebody who's, you know, and I've, I've talked at length about this kind of behavior recognizing it in others. And, and of course I recognize it in a person like right out of the gate, like they don't have to even like hardly say anything. And I know what their motives are immediately Mm -hmm. because I recognize those signs. But here's the thing is even if you're acting out of like a toxic behavior, it doesn't mean you have to stay there. Yeah. And you know, like you can just like literally have a moment where you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have my come to Jesus moment. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, you know, say, I'm sorry for this. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself. Stop judging yourself on it. And Mm -hmm. then just like, you know, people say do better, do better, just do better, you Mm -hmm. know, but be honest about the fact that maybe you've been out of integrity Mm -hmm. and then, okay, how do I actually start moving forward? Mm -hmm. And I've had to do the same thing. And I think if people really started acting out of that, there would be more transformations, Mm -hmm. which would then people would actually have bigger businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'd be selling more because your clients are having these transformations. Yeah. And it's not just about like getting a client and then the client not having the transformation and then they never come back. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like about actually helping them have the transformation. I love that. And I think the other thing I would love to even dive into, it's like having the people in your corner, Mm -hmm. whether that's in a mastermind, whether it's in a free networking group, whether it's in just real life, that can really call you out on these blind spots and really see it. Right. So I'll give you a great example. I wasn't necessarily seeing it. But I have a very good friend. A lot of you guys know her, Kimberly Valerie. Mm-hmm. That was like, I love her. My one of my favorite humans in the world that yeah. literally last week when I put that post up was like, I'm going to tell you something as a consumer of your content, you're losing who you are. And she, yeah, and she was like, I'm not seeing like your zone of genius. I'm not seeing like, when's the last time you like told me how to like grow my sales? You're literally just like bitching about all these people right now. And she's like, and I needed that person in my life who wasn't afraid to tell me my blind spot, who wasn't afraid to like risk our friendship, who wasn't afraid to be like, 
We're going to have a conversation who wasn't afraid to like hold me and hold that space. So I think it's like so imperative too, like having those strong people in your life mm-hmm. that aren't just going to like scroll past your content and be like, mm-hmm, she's going spiral or like <laughs> she's going off the deep end or like share it with a friend and be like, Jill's going crazy. Right. And like, then mm-hmm. like talking, like talking about it, but being like, are you okay right now? Do you need to like jump on the coffee chat or like, I'm seeing something like having those people in your life that also can be like, I got you, but also like, let's talk about this because even you've done that with me. Yeah. And can I, uh, can I shout Kim out? Because Kim is amazing. Kimberly Valerie. We love her. And, you know, I know Kim personally also as well. Mm -hmm. Kim is a phenomenal coach and she's also done the work. Yes. So for her to recognize and see that happening in real time and then be honest with you about it uh-huh. is the sign of an empowered leader. Yes. It's a sign of somebody who's like, I'm going to stay in my power and I'm going to say, Jillian, this is where you're at. You might hate me right now and you might be really mad at me. But Literally you're her back. text was like, I hope we're still friends after this conversation, but I'm willing to like take that chance because like I see you spiraling out of control right now. Yeah. And you know what? Knowing you as I do. Yeah. Like you can take a hit. You don't mm-hmm. like it, but you mm-hmm. can take it. Yeah. I was like, I get it. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, you're right. And and then you come like, you are the most, (laughs) you're the most like forgiving soul Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And especially when it's done in love for Mm -hmm. you, because I think that's the important part. Like you really receive when someone's doing something for you in love, even if it like is a painful thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like having those people, whether it's in a mastermind that you really trust, like there are people for me, like Sarah McCready, Illuminated Joy. She is somebody who can point out and say, this is the thing, Andrea. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah. And, and then I don't have to go around feeling like guilty or shamed by it. It's just like, no, like, thank you for holding up the mirror. Thank Mm -hmm. you for showing me what I need to see so Mm -hmm. that I can get back on track because there are people that I need to be serving. Mm -hmm. There are people that I actually need to be helping in the world. And if I'm so focused on myself Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, poor me, this is all about me. You know, it's like, well, good for me. Like that's Mm -hmm. not helping anybody. Right. And so, yeah, like having those people and, and I think really recognizing you have to also be somebody who can, who's, who's not going to be so arrogant and cocky that you're not going to let somebody in. Yeah. And I do see that oftentimes where, you know, coaches will come or entrepreneurs and they're like, I got it all figured out. And I got, you know, and you can tell right away, you're like, okay, you actually need to like have a little humility here. Mm -hmm. And if you connect with somebody who, whether it's your coach, Mm -hmm. your mentor, a peer, because a Mm -hmm. peer can do it. It doesn't have to be a coach. And sometimes it actually feels better when it's a peer mm-hmm. because then it it's helpful. You know, the coach is not constantly having to be like, hey, by the way, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that we need to be doing that more for one another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being like, hey, that's not cool. And also here, let me help you find your way again. Yeah, it, it, it is so powerful. You know, I'm I'm in the uh, elite mastermind right now. And the biggest thing that I have seen in there is. There's so much peer to peer coaching. I actually joked around. I was like, I had my first call with Chris and I feel like I don't even like need you anymore because (laughs) like the group is really like the power of it. And it's exactly what you just said. It's like having those peers that can really kind of like see those blind spots or like, 
hey, I'd, I'd love to like have this conversation with you. And I think the other part of what you just said is having those strong leaders who are okay saying the uncomfortable things, right? Like we have a, a group, a group, a text, and people are not afraid to say like very audacious things. They're not afraid to say like, what are you doing? Or you need to let that person go or your content, like whatever it is. And it's like, those people are strong enough to say it. And also those people are strong enough to receive it. And I think that is, again, the it, it has to go on both sides because even I've had coaching clients, you know, I love them to, to death and I wish them nothing but the best, but if they're always argumentative and mm-hmm. they're not willing to hear it and they think that they already know, they're never going to grow personally and they're never going to grow professionally. Right. And I think that's the important part for all of us to know is that, yeah, we have to be both teachable and coachable and mm-hmm. also know when we can stand up for ourselves too. Yeah. Like there's that, you know, fine balance between like, I think it's like when you're an empowered leader, you are leading in a way that's in integrity in your business, in your own community, but you're also being empowered by a leader Mm -hmm. and you know that there's a healthy dynamic there. And so like, it's almost like it mimics the two, right? So if you have a healthy dynamic with your mentor, your coach, your peers, especially that are really close with you, then that's going to show up in your relationships with your clients. Mm -hmm. And it goes both ways. Whereas if you feel like it's off, then Mm -hmm. it's probably going to feel off in both places. So you can kind of go, oh, something's not right here. Mm -hmm. Then take a look. Okay. Is it, you know, what is it in me? Mm -hmm. Before we even start looking at like, what is the client doing? Or what is the coach doing? Mm Because oftentimes we want to go right to find fault with that person and be like, oh, they're not showing up in integrity. Mm-hmm. They're not doing this. They, 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 right? And then the moment that we put the onus on them, we're mm-hmm. actually giving away our power mm-hmm. and we're not taking radical responsibility for who we are in mm-hmm. our own lives and in our own business. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we get to that point where we're like, I'm going to take radical responsibility no matter what, mm-hmm. then as soon as we make that shift, it's amazing. Sometimes we don't even have to have the conversation. It just changes. I love where this conversation is going. So let's actually talk about people in, in just in general, in business, in the coaching space, whatever, who do hire a mentor. And I know you do the mindset work, right? They hire the mentor. They join the mastermind. They join the masterclass. They join the hybrid or whatever. And they are not taking radical responsibility for the work. They're not showing up on the calls. They're not doing whatever. But then they are the first one to say like, oh, I didn't get anything out of that. Mm -hmm. Or the coach was out of integrity. Or I didn't get anything out of the mastermind. How do you coach them through that and say like, (laughs) how did you take radical responsibility? Because I've had people go through, I mean, I've had people go through my mastermind and say like, oh, I didn't really get anything out of it. I'm like, you showed up on one call and your camera was off or, Hey, I worked with you for six months and I didn't get a client. I'm like, because you never had clarity and you argued with me for the first five months of our program. And you had 17 different offers. And every time you jumped on a call, you wanted to change your business. So I can't really help you sell if you are spiraling out of control like a squirrel. So again, it's like, (laughs) how are you taking radical responsibility in anything? So how do you like bring those people down to be like, well, what have you done here? Yeah, that's really about like, you know, getting a little bit more granular and and really asking the questions like what are the stories that they're telling themselves mm-hmm. and where what are you making this mean about you? And I think when we we can get into that little part of it, then it's easier to see, okay, why was I not showing up? 
in that container? Why was my camera off? Why was I doing this? Why was I expecting Jillian to come in and save me? And if she didn't, or she didn't say or do the exact thing that I think I need, now I'm going to, you know, be like, well, it's her fault. I spent like $5,000. I spent $7,000. I spent $15,000. And it's like, when you make an intention towards what you want, Mm -hmm. when you're showing up in a container, then you are going to take ownership over how that plays out. Mm-hmm. And, and if the, if the coach, if you're really in the right intention, mm-hmm. then I'll tell you what, it does not matter if the coach is the right coach or the wrong coach. Mm-hmm. If they're the best coach or the worst coach, you're going to get the exact thing you came for. Yeah. My coach that is not responsible happen. for my results. No. Chris is 100%. not responsible for my results. No. Like at all. Like I will get to my, like, if you guys take anything away from this today, my mentor, my mastermind, my results have nothing to do with the programs that I'm in. 100%. They only happen because of the work that I do. Yeah. Now, he's a vehicle. His yep. mastermind is a resource, but it's not because I'm in that program or because I'm in that course. It's because one, I have the self-belief that I'm going to do it and mm-hmm. I am actually doing the work and I am actually doing the actions. That yes. is like the, the biggest thing I want you guys to take away from this episode more than anything. Yeah. One of the things that when I'm coaching clients, that that's probably the first area that we touch on is self-trust mm-hmm. is, is saying, okay, do you trust yourself enough to take ownership for yourself yep. in every area and move out of the victim mindset? And the reason why I can say this in like full disclosure is because I've been in a victim mindset. Mm-hmm. I remember being in Fast Foundations, being on a call during one of the retreat days with mm-hmm. Chris mm-hmm. and literally him not actually saying the words, you're in a victim mindset, mm-hmm. but pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking I walked away from that call and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm exposed in mm-hmm. front of a hundred and some people. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like fully engaged because we were in a retreat. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, Andrea, like you better get your shit together. Yeah. And that was the moment that I was like, radical responsibility. Chris Harder mm-hmm. is not going to get me there. No, he's not my savior. No. And no. I mean, I like, I love and appreciate both him and Lori. And I am so grateful for their mentorship, even at the level that I've gotten it at. But at the end of the day, they cannot get me there. No, no. It's so interesting because I went from having a mentor that I had every single Thursday. I talked to Raquel every single Thursday at 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I shifted, obviously, this year to Chris, which is very different. I had my last call with Chris on December 27th. We are now recording this podcast episode on April 5th. I have not talked to him other than a couple texts here and there, like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Right? That is radical change. It is radical (laughs) responsibility. And it is radically being self-led. My business has fallen apart 10 times since then. And I have not had a life raft. I have Mm -hmm. not been able to just text him. I mean, I could, but like, he's not my savior, right? Like he's not my financial advisor. When my business is falling apart, he is not my therapist. He is not here to help my relationships. Like he is like, I will see you on April 7th tomorrow. My call with him is tomorrow. And guess what? Tomorrow on my call, I bring him what we are working on and how we move it forward. I don't come to him tomorrow and be like, oh my God, like my shit's falling apart and I don't know what to do. Like he would be like, 
okay, like talk to the mastermind chat. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they're there for, right? Like it's a totally different relationship. And when I had to shift out of that, I also had to lead my clients very different now. Like I don't want to lead my clients like that anymore. And I was also leading a lot of them like that. They needed me so much. They couldn't make a fucking decision. They couldn't (laughs) decide if their podcast art should be purple or pink. And I'm like, (laughs) you guys literally like quit being so needy of me. So I had to first step into being self-led so that they could also be self-led. And it's been so nice for me to start being self-led. So now that they can start to be self-led. And the, the energy shifts. Oh my God. Yes. Like totally shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't need me like that. Yeah. And you know, it's almost like a little bit of a detox when you're actually doing it for the first time Yeah, because it's like, Oh, where's everybody? Where's everybody? Like, I don't have any messages. Oh yeah. I've I've tried like 27 times. I'm like, do they need me? And then I'm like, Oh, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like, and here's the thing. If you have taught somebody well, Mm -hmm. and if you've empowered them, then they're not going to need you as a coach anymore. Yes. And that's a hard reality for a lot of people because in this coaching space, a lot of it is about retention. Mm -hmm. But if you really truly believe that the universe is abundant, yes, then you're going to keep getting clients and you don't need that person anymore. And you can bless and release and be Mm -hmm. like, go off, do great things in the world. If you ever need me again, come back. Yes. But I don't need you so that I can have a thriving business. Yes, it's so interesting. You know, a lot of you guys know I've had a longtime client. She's been with me for almost two years. And when she left in March, you would have thought that people thought we had like a massive breakup. You would have thought people like thought we went through a terrible divorce. Like people were messaging me like, oh my God, what happened with you and her? Like, was there some like fallout? I was like, I'm so excited for her. Like Mm -hmm. I am so excited. She doesn't need me. She is moving on. She is moving into the next level of her business. I am always here to support her as a friend and a colleague and a peer. And if she wants to come back, I will be so excited. But like, you guys, that is like what you want. You want people to evolve out of what it is that you're doing. And it's like, people wanted to make it like so much more. Like there was (laughs) like this big thing. Like we had this like love affair and we like broke up. I'm like, I'm so excited. Like I want her to move out into a new network, a new community, all of these things. And it's like, don't make it so much bigger. And if you think that you can only serve these same 10 people forever, you are not thinking big enough. You're Mm -hmm. not thinking expansive enough. You want to keep your people and you want to see them grow. Mm -hmm. You want to expand them. Can I give a personal example from working with you specifically? Like when I, when you were coaching me. So I worked with you one-on-one and I also worked with you within a mastermind setting. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the point where I really felt as though it was time for me to shift out of sales and social, Mm -hmm. I had to like tell you like, okay, this is, you know, I felt like it was a six month commitment for me. I still feel this way. I don't have a lot of reasoning behind it, but I'm just going to go with it. And when I left that community, there were a lot of tears, Mm -hmm. but it was tears in the community. Mm -hmm not outside of the community. Right. So because I was genuinely sad to leave, even though I felt like that was the right thing for me. And I say to people all of the time, when there is a healthy relationship with somebody, there's going to be tears because you're leaving each other. It's like leaving your family. Yes. And going away and being like, okay, we need time apart. Mm -hmm. There's growth that needs to happen. But like, 
you know, and, and I think if you're in a healthy space, especially as a coach or a client, Mm -hmm. then those conversations of being like, yeah, it's time. Mm -hmm. Like it's time for us to part ways, Yeah, but I love you. And there's, this has been everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing weird about it. Right. And I think even that, like, you know, it shows people, you know, especially when I'll have clients that have left me and then you just never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, what's that all about? You Mm -hmm. know, like, I'm not really sure why you're, you know, because as a leader, I always want people to know it's okay. Yes. And so that's, I've been more mindful about that. Mm -hmm. And so I want also people to know it's not just about you leading. It's Mm -hmm. about you being led. And when you do it both ways and you're doing the inner work yourself, Mm -hmm. you're going to see your community thrive. You're going to see your sales go up. You're going to see people attracted to you and you are going to feel fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Andrea, this conversation was so good as always. We'll probably bring you back for episode three, four, five, six, and 10. (laughs) Where can my audience find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Andrea Crisp Coach. And also I have an amazing podcast episode with Jillian on the Courage Cast, which I'm going to have her back on again. And she's going to have her round too. So yeah, come check us out over there. I cannot wait. Andrea, thank you so much for being here, my friend. I always love you, appreciate you and adore you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.